and welcome back to another week of Chill with Phil. I'm here on the Jersey Shore, just back from a nice couple of days down south in Atlanta. Mikey, thanks for joining me again. How are you? How are you? Protests, that and that, you know. This, that and the other? Yeah. I want to try out a new, uh, a new section this week. Oh, God. Uh, if you're cool with it, called Phil's Thoughts. Oh, no. <laughs> Gonna do it anyway. Something I've noticed since Jeopardy came back during the pandemic is the contestants are of a much lower quality, missing like a bunch of pretty easy questions that Trebek like kind of scoffs at. And I'm wondering if that's because the smart people know they shouldn't be going out during a pandemic. But either way, it feels like Trebek deserves better. Anything to add there, Mikey? Uh, I would like to add a new section, and it's Mike's, it's Mike's thoughts on Phil's thoughts. Yeah, I can't allow that. It's just <laughs> I'm going to give it a harsh 2 out of 10. It could be worse. Uh, anything you want to say about Quibi? We found out a few hours ago the $2 billion company it will not exist. Oh, uh, Quibi. We hardly knew. Yeah, that's fair. Did you have a favorite show? Uh, I, I did sign up for the free trial and I paid for an extra two months because I forgot to cancel. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you're still thing. paying for it. I think I am still paying for it. So it's <laughs> a real money-saving move for me. <laughs> um, and the only show that I watched and I understood the, the reason that it existed uh, was Reno 911. In what way did it fit the content that you knew why it existed? Because that's Reno 911 is like a bunch of different segments. Like every episode uh -huh. has always been a bunch of different segments. So it kind of worked. Got it. That's fair. Um, well, we're very excited for our guest this week. Uh, for a quick intro, he's someone I've known for a long time. We've had some good times together. He's an investment advisor, a betting pal. Uh, we've lived together for a number of years, and uh, probably most pertinently, he is my father. Ooh. And he's on mute, and boy, is he not going to get off a of mute anywhere near soon enough. It could take a bit. Uh, with all due respect, we'll just use, I'll use his name now? once. There oh. he is. Now my you dad. Saul. Dad, how are you? I'm good. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Show my friends that never ends. How'd that go? Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. All righty, what are we Amen. talking about? We try to keep these to like 15 minutes, but you know, we'll see where it takes us. To kick it off, the question we ask all of our guests to start What do you consider the proudest moment of your life up to this point? I guess that would be tied five ways, not to give you some kind of loser answer, but. Um, wow. Pick one. When you guys were like uh, bar mitzvah and all that, which I taught you, but like a lot of people get all emotional. And after I think either the first or the second, one of our good friends uh, referred to me as an uh, emotional pygmy. But I didn't get all, because I figured you guys could do it. Number one, I taught you. Secondly, you guys, you know, knew how to do it. But when you guys were done with it, it, it was cool. Another that. proud moment was jamming in the back house. I, I loved that. That was cool. Getting everybody to, in there and cooperating and doing it. That was very. Uh... Now, I, 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 love, I like that answer a lot. 
how would you say or where would you say getting married ranks on that list compared to anything with your children because we had a previous guest here. proudest moment of my life yeah no right. you can get married I'm so proud about it some people eat times that's right What's somehow so somehow in four episodes the second time a guest has said the sentence anybody can get married okay and anybody can have kids i mean it's you know these well, are our first guest disagrees with you there but um all right moving on mikey what do you got for uh my dad all right so and you do have to answer this honestly and it can't be one of those cop-out answers like you just had um this was a sammy's request for a question uh who's your favorite son my favorite son no cop out um, how about if i give you my least favorite sons Perfect. Um, before this summer, it was That's kind of, a five-way tie, I understand it. No, no, before this summer, it was kind of a tie between Sammy and Poppy. And this summer's been an eye-opener, but um, nothing's changed. Okay. That's kind of where we're at. So this um, interview is going to be something. Um, well, it's going to be hard to keep my confidence through that. But uh, what, what's something you've learned about yourself during COVID? You know what? First of all, only an idiot would ever tell anyone who his favorite kids are. But luckily, I never had them. But you know what? I have favorite kids for different things, which I enjoy. Right, but OK, so let's just let me ask this. Would you say that the fewest amount of things who, which of your kids are your favorite for the fewest amount of things? Pop for sure, right? I'm really, so, I'm, I'm tired. I'm not tired. I apologize for repeating yes. an answer, but going into the summer, it was kind of a dead heat between Sammy and Poppy. But then they both surprised me. But in the end, in the end, it's no longer Sammy and Poppy. It's more Poppy and Sammy or Ty. Um, yeah. I'm not sure who it's a bigger razz on, but I appreciate that they're both being razzed. Right. Yeah. And we do know that Sammy's one of our like three listeners, so that's the good news. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, kicking it back a notch, since you're our first uh, non millennial guest, what is one part of the 70s or 80s you wish we still had today? For me or for you guys growing up? Maybe for the, for the island, for the world, whether that's like, you know. Uh, for you guys, I wish there was no cell phones. So I wish when you guys took off, you could just go and not, you know, and you could check in at the end of the night or the next morning, like, you know, and say, ah, oh, my ride got stuck. I'm sorry, I couldn't make it back. Um, oh, definitely the main thing then, then money was so much less a topic on everyone's mind. It was just, mm -hmm. money was, I don't know, fourth or seventh. There was certainly no like most wealthy, 40 most wealthy and all that shit. Um, it was, um, yeah. How much, do you was blame, how much do you blame the movie Wall Street for changing that? Now, Wall Street came a little after what you assume everyone knows, like Apple and TikTok and um, Google and Amazon. Nobody knew any companies then, you know? I mean, if, true, there wasn't that kind of innovation for anyone to know, but, mm. you know, it was much yeah. more culture and, you know, and danger, but culture. Uh, what's the craziest thing you had happened to you on stage at a concert? Well, this was years later. I was playing with Isaac and uh, 
in between songs, the whole crowd started going, Isaac, Isaac, Isaac. And Isaac was like 15 or 16 at the time. And I remember thinking to myself, man, when I was Isaac's age, I would try and figure out the chords to a song like Knocking on Heaven's Door, which in the end had only three chords, but it would take me like three hours after which I'd be exhausted. I'd have to like sit for two days just to get my mojo back. And he, he was getting people cheering for him. And that was, uh, yeah, that was pretty, pretty unbelievable. I think people used to really get, uh, get into the, uh, the heartthrobs, no? They, you know what? They did a lot of things, but getting into them was not one of the things. <laughs> we skirted on the level of, do I have to be here? And when is this over? That cross street. <laughs> ah, the American Monday uh, classic. Um, yeah, I heard Isaac's okay. Not that great, but whatever. What do I know? Number five here. Um, all right. A less personal, but fun one. Who is your favorite New York City athlete of all time and why? That's a good question. I, um, all time? There's lots of them. Mickey Mantle. Uh, Joe Namath. Really? Um, yeah, those, you know, I guess everybody's favorite athletes are who they grow up with. Um, Gidry, those kind of guys, you know. What year was Namath uh, in his peak? He, the Jets won the Super Bowl 59. in 69 when I was 13. Oh, all right. Yeah. And they were 17-point underdogs, and mm, he right. guaranteed it. And then he owned a bar called Bachelors 3, which was about four blocks from the house. And the NFL wanted him to sell it because they had a lot of mafia people showing up. On the Upper East Side? Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Okay. All right. No, all right. Um, You're not incriminating um, anyone. No, yeah. no, and mafia. I, maybe I should have said it in a criminal organization of of uh, southern eastern derivation. But is mafia a bad word? I have no fucking idea. But um, <laughs> so they, Pete Rosell said either you sell the bar or you, you know sell the bar, and he didn't. And he announced his retirement, you know, which lasted for I guess like two days. But you know, he, he had that retirement right after the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, I mean, it was for two days. It was, he had that anti-establishment thing, but yeah, I mean, when they won the Super Bowl, it was really, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, that's good stuff. And then, I mean, those are three, and then later on, I don't know, Paul O'Neill was great in his day, great. He's still great, if you ask me, in the booth, from the basement. Uh, what business advice would you give a young executive? I would say, I've never been an executive of a, a real big company. Just that do doesn't mean that you your enjoy. advice is worthless. Do something you enjoy because being wealthy is not having a boss. Um, to me, yeah. that's that's a great thing. You know, even if you have the greatest boss in the world, if you have to take off on a Tuesday afternoon for your kids play or leave early for a game, even if you have a great boss who goes, "Yeah, yeah, sure, go," but not having to ask beats all. Like your dad, I mean, you know, um, who we'll get to soon. I hear, I'm sh is he ever going to do this? Probably not. There's a, there's a degree of self-consciousness merged with 914-ness that's, but um, yeah, I, other than that, I don't know. I'm the one to give advice about that. I hate to uh, say this, but I feel like you just contradicted You mentioned your, your dad answer. and the word hate was there like 30 seconds later. Just noting. <laughs> just noting. I just think that you really contradicted yourself in that, in that, uh, answer like a bunch yeah. i'm glad you caught it <laughs> do, do what you love do what you love because real wealth is not having a boss you mentioned going to a kid's play on a tuesday yeah 
Which kid was that? I never missed any of your guys' stuff, man. Uh, you know, mom, she was always being like, uh, see, you sure you want to, you don't want to come? All right, I'll come. Um, no, none. There was no plays, but there were conferences. You I know, think to hear we how you guys were plays. doing. And what? I think we had weekday plays in, in middle school. Yeah, but my kids definitely weren't in those plays because I explained well, to them. Ours, ours was mandatory. I, nah. Really? Any, yeah. Any, I don't mean to be didactic, or, but anybody can opt out of an optional middle school play. Not optional. Ours were mandatory. It's Every single person can get out of a mandatory middle school play that – Here's a one that has not garnered the best responses so far. All right. The original question from sound guy, Dan. All right, Dan. Interesting wording. Uh, if you could put a quote on a billboard for the whole world to see, mm. what would it be? I think in other words, what's your favorite quote? If, if they could really understand it now? Well, wait, so before you, before you answer, I would recommend that you pass this question because it's a terrible question and every guest before you has passed. You know what, I'm not every guest. If I thought that everyone would really take it in, I'd put the whole world is watching. Because mm -hmm. the whole world is watching what we do in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, right. that would be a cool thing. Fair enough. Also, you should watch that movie about the trial of the Chicago 7. It was very good. Uh, Mikey doesn't believe in Aaron Sorkin. That is true. Did you watch it? This is not the forum or the place to discuss that, but man. Uh, I, Pop, I blame you. I, 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 I told you what the problem is. <clears throat> I didn't think I thought, Chester, but, um, I thought he liked him, but just to real clear here and maybe to bump up my rankings by dumping on someone else. Sure. James is the president of the anti-Aaron Sorkin fan club. Who is? James, he will only watch that movie to talk about how, you know. I want to correct one of my answers, Mikey. It is now a threesome of children I did not have of my favorites. Move yeah. over Sammy, move over Poppy. <laughs> you really hit a stride with your first and your last kid, huh? There's, um, is that who's left? Yeah. Isaac's too young. Isaac oh, so we're not sure. We're not, we're not really sure yet. No, we can't be sure. Okay. He had the old chanting his name thing going, but anyway. Uh, on to our next one. Then, if you Mike. ask me where that was, that was at the Whiskey in California in L.A., where Jim Morrison exposed himself. Jim Morrison exposed himself, and Isaac Merkin at 15 had people chanting his name. Wait, Jim Morrison was tubing way back? <laughs> yeah, that right. tubing thing isn't as weird as you think, man. He thought he was off, but weirdly he took some kind of – yeah, that was weird. Well, we got nine minutes left. I know Mikey's excited for this next question. Nine – what? Nine minutes left? I was just about to tell you guys, I am available to, to be your only guest as for the rest of this podcast life. Well, uh, I don't do, know who you had the first do next week. But I'm positive that this is uh, – all right, go ahead, Mikey. Uh, what's your all-time favorite book? Well, it always was Catcher in the Rye because I know that's a fairly typical answer, but I really did, when I read it, enjoy that. But also I read it like at 16 or 17, and he talked about phonies and all that, and – yeah, a lot of my friends from Brooklyn didn't really understand what he was talking about, but it was a really great book. Yeah, Dan and I read it for our high school. I'm not sure if Mike did that. Well, two out of three is not bad. Two out of three. I was, I, I did read it for high school as well. 
Um, yes. Okay. You know what? I, I went to the same high school as I you. I know, Mikey. When he says I read it for high school as well, please. I skimmed it. <laughs> um, we have about seven minutes and Why forty-five we seconds. Why are we talking times here? I, I, uh, the Zoom, the Zoom, Zooms only last forty minutes. Gotcha. So, so I was just wondering if you could tell us like a really long, drawn-out story, a long one that might take us to the end here. It can be five minutes. I need two minutes for my speed round, Mikey. You bitch, you know that. All right, a drawn-out story, drawn-out story. Sound guy Dan would appreciate it if it was about All right. today. Oh, no, I can't tell that story because... A singular story? No, well, it was a good story, but Sharon's your mom. Um... <laughs> you got to keep in mind, no, no one in the world <laughs> listens to this podcast. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, uh, okay. Um, from what time in my life? That, you know, that story's coming out of my ass. Like what, what, what uh, Why don't you tell the, you know, the story about when you were mugged? Up in Washington Heights? Yeah. Jesus, man. All right, so, so I went to Ramaz for eight years and it was all right. It was good, and I, you know, I enjoyed it. And, the high know, school, I, on the up, a school on the Upper East Side for anyone who doesn't know. Right, and my best friend was a kid named Leon who was, lived on West 86th Street. And he was like the only other kid who was at all into anything. And the uh, producer and bass player from Mountain lived in his building, Felix Popularity. And until his wife shot him and killed him. But after eighth grade, huh. he went to Horace Mann and I went to uh, MTA. And his dad was going out with Jackie O then even though he was still married to Leon's mom, but I, that wasn't a problem, you know, which was certainly something worth seeing at 15 because it was like a template for how one could lead. So um, I got sent to this high school in Washington Heights. And um, so instead of getting up every morning, going downstairs in my building and getting picked up by a, a driver in a big car, um, I had to take a crosstown bus to the train uptown and it was an old boys school, which I wasn't used to. And I could have been a little rattled, but it seemed to me at least one out of every three kids there lisped and, um, plus had like these parkers with horribly unnatural fur on the top. I mean, and it wasn't like people were that into the whole not killing animals because I was into that before anyone, but this kind of fur was awful. So I had to take the uh, subway home from there back. And on the second day, I took the A train from 181st back to 59th. And it had a long stop from 125th to 59th. And I had the idea that, hey, let me go stand in front of the car and see how, what it looks like in front of the train. And I did that. And on that stopped from 125th to 59th, um, or I guess around 90th Street, some guy came up behind me and put a knife in my back and said, give me all your money. Luckily, we had a long stop. So I had the knife in my back, blah, 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 it goes on. Any guys seen uh, Pickle Rick where he goes, while he's waiting, right, wait, when the rain comes down. So that was us, I had the knife in my back, he was waiting, and I say to the guy, after a while, I don't have any money. I got just have this pass. And he goes, we go on. And finally, we get close to it. 
and I said, I, I don't have any money. This is my stop. Can I, you know, can I, can, what? he goes, can I get out? He goes, I don't care what you do. Go ahead. So I walked out and got out. Um, but I was still in this awful predicament. So the years went by and I got mugged a couple of times. And uh, how are we doing for time, fellas? We're good. You, you got about a minute to wrap this story up. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's why you have to have me back, because the story's got legs like you can't believe, man. Like a freaking caterpillar. So uh, junior year, I'm bumping it ahead a couple of years. We're coming out of, of a basketball practice, and I see this guy, Hector, who's got a big red afro, um, Puerto Rican dude, and uh, you know, give, me, give us your money, give us your money. And me and my friend, Leo, we were like the smaller kids on the team, and he, and he comes after us, and he smacks us and all that. So I shoved the guy back, and unfortunately, he hit his back of his foot against the curb, and he fell down. And it wasn't like an oh snap moment, but the three giant people that I was with from my team are going, oh, wow, I can't believe it, you knocked him down. So freaking Hector gets, <laughs> gets up, and um, not that they, and they didn't do a thing. So me and Leo, we, we try and get in the car, and he had a bag of rocks in his hand, which, Whoa. I don't know. I know you guys not that well. I'm not positive the last time you had a bag of rocks in your hand. I myself actually have never had that. He takes his bag of rocks and whacks Leo over the head with it. The truth is Leo wasn't a great student beforehand and it didn't. So, and then I get into the car in a hurry and I drop my glasses outside the car. And I'm thinking to myself, man, should I get these glasses? Should I not get the glasses? And I said, all right, I'm going to get the glasses. And I put my hand out to get the glasses and freaking tip of his boot kicked me right in the side of the head. So we're driving downtown and we're going, I'm going, you know, thank you for that. Any, anyway, I got home. I figured my face was going to be a bloody pulp or worse looking than it normally was, which is another story. And I got home over to my bathroom and it, it, it looked all right, which was encouraging to know that it was at least a rugged, tough face, which I've tried to give to my boys that idea. At least the two of them were not in the uh, Troika at the end. So, um, Fellas, thank you for having me. Isn't that it? Yeah, we got a speed round questions then on a uh, fun note. All right. Thank you for the story. Uh, I like the story. Beatles or Stones? Nah, Beatles, come on, man. Uh, favorite Chris Farley SNL sketch? When he got up to be a dancer? What's that yeah. place called? Uh, Chippendales. Chippendales. Chipotle yeah. didn't have dancers back then? No, not yet. No, they got earnings, though. No. Uh, last one, Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle? Chris Rock, man. You know what? I've heard so much more of him. He's pretty freaking authentic. He's good. Fair enough. All right, Dad, thank you very much. A big thank you to my dad once again, as well as Mikey, my trusty co-host, and sound guy Dan for keeping us sound and sharp. And most of all, to you, the listener. We'll see you next week.